0: Hey, guess what? We're going to be on time again this week.
1: Yes, we are. Two
0: weeks in a row. Look at us go.
1: Yeah, it's been busy.
0: It has been busy. Hopefully we'll get through it without any dogs barking, although Jack is looking at me with his crazy eyes. Welcome to this week's edition of An Hour of Your Life. My name is Kim.
1: And I am Steve. And
0: we have a very, another very special interview, but w- this week is really special.
1: All our guests are special. This week and is extra special. last week we special. said Brandon was very special, but tonight we have An Terry.
0: Extra special. Izzy Rock's back with us. Yeah, Terry
1: Izzy Rock Martin, right? I'm so excited. Yeah, and we're glad to have him here. And got some news we're going to talk about, but Terry, how you doing?
2: Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, 2020's a little weird for everybody, myself included, and... uh uh, we, um, yeah, well, we're, we're going to talk about it on the show, but we are done with Gem City Podcast.
0: Which is very, very sad.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm definitely, think. it's shocking.
0: It's, it, I feel like it's kind of the end of an era. Yeah. You guys were such an inspiration to us and something that we absolutely um, aspired to beat you in best of Dayton and like be as well known as Gem City and then we well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's one of us get awkward is, here, Kim. One of us is very competitive, and that was my goal last year: it was beat Gem City. And of course, we didn't. But it's it's okay.
1: So, Terry, just you have seen Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the line where he says, "Like this is absolutely the weirdest
0: day of my day of life"?
1: My life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That For is sure. how I, that is how I feel about twenty twenty. This has been the weirdest. Oh my year gosh! Of my if life you so only far. knew. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what, what's September going to bring now? Who knows?
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been an odd one. It started, you know, I've I've had my ups and downs this year. I've I've been working. Thankfully, I was uh, never laid off or anything, so that that's been nice. Um, but de- there was something about the podcast. So we were approaching episode nine hundred. I tried to oh, wow. upload. Um, uh, episode 900 on the morning of August 10th, uh, Monday, August 10th. And it happened to be a guest episode. Uh, it wasn't even Libby or myself. It was a, a new host, uh, who was new to the area. And he happened to record a podcast with the uh, uh, person that runs neon movies. Um, Jonathan McNeil, um, Matthew Clickstein. And it was a good podcast. I, I, It was interesting to hear about Neon Movies. And then when I went to upload it, the website was down, like totally down. And a little behind the scenes of uh, the podcast, it started back in 2013. A gentleman named Eric started the podcast, and he uh, had Miami Valley Tech set it up. And um, I came on early on the podcast. I was kind of there with him as he was starting it. He messaged me even before he created the podcast because he saw some videos I had done and he didn't want to step on my toes if I was doing something about Dayton. I wasn't, but I was excited about what he was doing. And so um, I jumped on to start helping out with the podcast in 2013, late 2013. And then around 2015, middle of 2015, he had a breakdown in his uh, relationship with his, um, um, person, the person he was dating at the time and Mm. yeah. And he basically gave us two weeks before he was leaving town and either going to give up the podcast or give it over to us. And I was pretty confident that we could keep it going. And I was really passionate about everything we were doing at the time. And there was a lot of exciting growth and, but it was scary that he was leaving, but it was also, I'll be honest, it was nice to be able to have, um, okay, now I can have the vision. I I want Mm. to create like an audio magazine. Yeah, And, And we ended up doing that. Um, but, uh, the email and password that is associated with GoDaddy never got changed from his account. And it was never given to me behind the scenes. So here we are, fast forward to 2020. Um, and somebody has been getting those emails and not letting me know that, hey, this is coming up to be able, like, we got to renew the website. And the website goes down. And so I contact uh, the person who created the website. Um my, the person from Miami Valley Tech find out they sold their company in 2018 and uh, they haven't worked in IT in two years. Oh my gosh. told me, contact GoDaddy. I'm sure that they can help. I contacted GoDaddy and you need a phone number and an email um, connected with the account, which I contacted the creator of the podcast, which we don't talk too often. Uh, every so often uh, he'll text me, um, but he, sometimes he's a weird guy. Um, really weird guy. Anybody who listened to the podcast back in the day, he was a weird guy. And the message I received from him asking for help, uh, let's just say it was a weird rambling. of.
1: That was jacked.
2: <laughs> it, it was a weird rambling of conspiracy theory and just being rude and mean and just kind of, I don't know, it felt kind of cultish uh, some of the stuff that he was talking about. And so he, so the podcast basically, I I knew it was over when I wasn't going to be able to get a person on the other end of whoever had that number and that phone number or that number and that email to be able to connect to GoDaddy. And so now we're down, um, Libby and I, I I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a little burnout of, of how we did it. And we released three episodes a week for many years. Sometimes we didn't release that many a week, but that's most a lot. of a yeah, that's a lot. And I was responsible for editing two of those podcasts a week. Um, and that that's a lot when you're not getting paid to do it. It's not your job. Uh, I had to go, you know, do interviews. Uh, back in the day, we used to do four a week or four wow. a month. And I would release them over a period of time, over a period of weeks, so it wasn't too bad. But with COVID, not being able to do it at DATV, I was doing it one or two a week, where I would go after work. So it was a lot of time away, and I was starting to get a little burnout. And just everything going on has, you know, has an effect on what what's going on with everybody around us. And um, I knew I knew Libby was getting burnout. And so when the website went down and we had kind of talked about ending it jokingly at episode 937 because it's our area code and it's like a fitting way to go out. And I've been wanting to do something fresh. And so I had a Libby and I had a really long talk about the podcast and we basically agreed that, yeah, let's just, let's wrap it up and take at least take the rest of the year off and see what things look like at this point. So I have, um, Um, I have family members that are in it and I'm currently waiting on that website to become available to buy again. So I don't have to contact the person who owns it. I happen to own the LLC. So, um, so I was,
1: I was, I'm sorry. Is Jim city then trademarked to him? Uh, no, it's trademarked to me. Oh
2: well that's handy. So so
1: you could open it back up as Jim city podcast again, if you so desire.
2: I I could, and I want to, so I I feel like we're done with what we did at this point, but I do leave the possibility of of coming back in some sort of way, uh, maybe under that banner, uh, maybe do a season. Um, I know seasons are really popular right now. Maybe do, you know, 10 episode seasons and then take breaks. I don't know what any of that looks like. Currently, I am just Like, I feel weird not having any podcast to edit and nothing really to do. Like, Mm -hmm. it really feels weird because it it wasn't something that we... um, There wasn't a calendar day where we said, this is it. This is the end of it. It was like a relationship ending all of a sudden. And you're kind of just in shock. Like, what do I do now?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you've devoted so many years of your life to the show. um, Yeah. And I can't imagine. I, I mean, that... To me, it blows my mind that even three episodes a week, let alone four, we some I mean, we've been struggling lately to get even one a week done. Yeah,
1: by the time we get the research done and we both have time to really right now to sit down and do it because of everything that's going on. It's yeah, I mean, right, it's hard, hard for God us. Oven, yeah. yeah, it's hard for us to get just one episode a week out.
0: So kudos to you guys for doing it so long. Um what do you what do you think about working with Christian?
2: Um, well, he's he's definitely interested in doing some sort of uh, YouTube streaming type thing, and uh, I I want to help him do that. But I also I feel like with something like that, I want to I want him to take the initiative mm. to start. Like he's asked me to help, but I really I you know. I want, I, for one, I want to take a break doing anything like that for now. Sure. but I, I I kind of want him to want it, yeah. instead of me so setting for, it up for him.
0: for our listeners who don't know, Christian is Terry's son, um that you guys did a podcast together not too long ago. It was kind of right at the beginning of Covid, right? Um, Yeah. And it was it was kind of politically motivated, but it was just like a father and son just sitting down and having a like a hangout session and just talking. And it was wonderful. It's actually one of my favorite Gem City episodes. I loved it. He just has such a natural gift, I think, for um, for this kind of work. Uh, And I would love it if I think that would be so neat if you guys did like a father son thing sometime down the road.
2: Yeah, that would definitely be something uh, interesting, and we've talked about that before. And he's he's so passionate about the things that he's passionate about, and I just want to make sure that he's he's in it because I, I I just hate starting projects and then you know you get a couple episodes in and you're mm-hmm. like, well, this is too much, and I really want to have some something structured. Um, but I definitely want to help him. I know he's he's. He, he loves watching streaming of uh, people talking about politics while they're playing video games, which is <laughs> uh, really, really weird. To, to it's going very niche
0: market. Like,
2: it, it, it is, but a lot of – it's so interesting to watch 20-year-olds and teens and people in their 20s to be so passionate about things that i'll be honest i was not passionate about at his age
0: oh sure yeah i mean
1: well they didn't have the technology i mean we didn't have fair. the technology like they did yeah, so that's fair that's true but yeah that, that that's definitely I mean, on the
2: possibility we, but do, I, we, I do i do we, feel drawn to get back into the local music scene
1: we were watching vhs and they're streaming yeah.
0: what's, what's yeah. vhs <laughs> Yeah, no, um, but yeah, that's that's hard though. What does the local music scene look like now? Honestly, we is there a local music scene? We how, haven't really been out much.
1: How are we going to keep up with all the local bands now without Gym City Podcast? <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I I hope that somebody steps, somebody else sees the need to step in and, and do something like this. That that is the fear for me that bands are not going to get the coverage that they need because they there's still tons of people releasing music. I was still getting tons of messages. Um, believe me, I could fill up every single week with talking to a different musician, releasing some sort of music.
0: Yeah. We, so are they, do you see a lot of people playing live anywhere? So
2: that's, that's an interesting topic because it's very, there's a lot of musicians who are really mad at uh, people who are playing live or the, the, I, I didn't realize it was so divisive, but I mean, why not? Everything else is, <laughs> uh, but there, there's some places who I think are doing it right. And I think yellow cab tavern is probably the best place to go see live music mm. in Dayton right now, uh, because they're doing such a great job with social distancing. They're spreading everything apart. Everything's outside. Um, and you can still see live music. Now, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like I love blind bobs, but there's no way you're going to get me indoors for a, a, a long period of time with a yeah. bunch of people. And, um, odd bodies had, uh, a show, uh, from a band called flaw that was an old nineties band and they had five opening bands. Holy cow. It, yeah. They started at five o'clock in the afternoon. And from what I understand, a lot of people were not wearing masks and, They like There's a lot of people who are not happy with the promoter who put on that show. In fact, he has two Facebook pages from Cincinnati and Dayton of people who are against him. Wow. Like, yeah. So that, that's his reputation, but he's still putting on shows and so so there's still some live music, but um, I, I don't feel comfortable going to see live
1: music right now. Yeah. So I mean, how are you dealing with COVID? Like you, your family personally.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, we're, we're dealing with it the best way that we can. We're, we're wearing masks when we're out. We're definitely social distancing. Um, I have taken up disc golf because it is outdoors and it's active. Uh, I, I canceled my Planet Fitness membership because I just don't feel safe indoors. Mm-hmm. And so we've been doing, my wife and I, I think we've done all the local canoeing that we could do in the area. Um, and so what, I mean, like we've actually saved some money by not going to concerts, not going to movies and not doing stuff like that.
1: And Mm -hmm. it's cooking at home.
0: Yeah. We've noticed a big change in our pocketbook. Like we suddenly have all this money and I think it's honestly because we're, we're cooking at home and not eating out as much.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's changed too. You know, we, we would typically go out to eat, um, at least once a week. Uh, and that's changed. We'll still get food out and bring it home, which, and I still feel a little iffy about, but sometimes, sometimes I have to have pizza bandit from yellow cab. So I'll pick up pizza bandit and bring it home. But yeah, it's, it's so weird adjusting to all this because I, I think now I'll speak for myself. I, I can't speak for everybody else, but I, I think this is going on. I think a lot of people Either super depressed right now, low key depressed, or they're just kind of in um, a state of deer in in the headlights of not knowing what to do, not knowing what's coming next, and, and hoping that the people around us are not one of these conspiracy nuts who are, you know, believing 5G is. Uh, You know, all the crazy stuff that we see on Facebook, all the nuts stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting, though. I I would agree with that, Um, and I would put myself solidly in the what the heck is going on category.
1: But Wait, wait, wait one minute. So you don't believe (laughs) when they swab you, they're not – they're not putting a chip up in your just, nose, just up in your him. brain, just, it's so they can trace you. Just, just you don't believe that. I'm just,
2: stop. I mean, I have a phone that they're chasing me all the time with. So I, you know, and I I, I actively want that, you know, want the device to be used all the time. And I know that it's being tracked because I use the GPS. And anybody who, like, that's that's the crazy thing about a lot of this stuff is like, I I don't know if logic and reason is just not being taught or just people thinking skills or I, I, like it's, Steve, it, like, you've been alive longer than I have. Have oh, you thanks. ever seen it? This, <laughs> hey, that's wisdom. we you, you have, you have more wisdom than I, have you ever seen it this crazy?
1: I have not. But one of the things that we always talk about is we always try to put things in perspective to, our time and right now. I imagine, and we did a lot of ep- uh, research for the uh, 19 episode, or the, the 1918, 1918 flu- episode, yeah, the f- and it, it, it was flu- it was crazy then. It wasn't as political then, but it was just as crazy. I, you had the maskers, you had the anti-maskers. And
0: that blows my mind that it's a political, like, it's a virus. I'm pretty sure viruses don't vote, but, you know, it is what it is. But I, I think it's interesting that um, COVID has spawned, it, it's been divisive, but it's also been really good for creativity. It's forced a lot of people to think outside the box. Um, I'm thinking specifically of a friend of ours who I am not at liberty to name, I don't think, because I think it's uh, the band is shrouded in secrecy, New Wave Vendetta, which is um, kind of a new wave, all social media, digital band. And, and that's their premise, is it's they're not going to put on any shows. It's all word of mouth, and it's all social media hype, and it's very talented musicians. But y- you're at that point now where artists have to kind of think differently, and well, how are we going to stand out in this time of weirdness?
1: I think all businesses are have to. But, but to answer your question, no, I personally don't. Maybe <laughs> in the 60s, but you know, it's it's just a crazy time. Kim and I, we kind of take, we the the virus is real. You can't deny that's out there. And when people say you can't live in fear, we don't live in fear, but I think you have to have a respect for what's out there and just take reasonable precautions of what, what you're doing and where you're at. I mean, there's places that we don't go in. I call them COVID dens because you <laughs> walk in there and it's like people are just packed in there. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going in there. I'm not going to eat in there because it's it's just yeah. too risky. And I don't think that's living in fear. It's it's
0: it's, it's all with about common sense.
1: It's it's all about mitigation. Yeah,
2: that's so true. So true.
1: Yeah, so okay, we, we really got off topic with the covid <laughs> thing right there, but okay. So, let me ask you a couple of questions about Jim City here. Yeah, buddy. What was your most memorable episode? Now in a minute I'm going to ask you what your most favorite episode was keeping in mind there's a difference between memorable and favorite.
2: Okay so it memorable uh, like I I try to think of what was what really stood out and I would I would say it's not even a podcast I did um or Libby did it was uh, so Mick Montgomery ran canal street tavern for years Miss that place and canal street tavern was the heart of the Dayton music scene for a very long time and it's uh canal street arcade is there now uh or canal street deli and you can go there and but it's not the same no but when he passed away uh yellow cap tavern did a, um um like a hoot nanny, they did a, a get together Woo-hoo! where people. You're from West Virginia, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that's what he would call it because <laughs> yeah. he was such a big big supporter of bluegrass and and roots music, and um, so they had uh, a get together where people gave their memorial, and we released a series of podcasts that was from that, and for me, oh, I, cool. I would say that was the most memorable because. It, it kind of cemented our place in the Dayton music scene history because we got to archive this thing and then WISO used our audio on on their station.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You think about I mean there I can't think really of anybody that is Mick Montgomery's equivalent today.
2: No, there's not. <laughs> In the Dayton area.
0: And I don't know. And that's not saying necessarily that he has shoes to fill or anything else because everybody has their own. But Mick Montgomery, I feel like, was sort of the godfather of the Dayton music scene. He,
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: He gave a leg up to so many new musicians. Um And, and just so many bands came out of Canal Street. You got the Jackalopes. You got... Um, the Mulch men. like so many people, I think even guided by voices at one point were in the Canal Street scene. And there there were so many bands that came out of that era. And we just, I, and I think we talked about this before on the show well, with you, that we, there's just nothing like that now. Well, we
1: In our last episode with Brandon Stivers, we talked about that, about yeah. how Canal Street was just, it was set up for.
0: And I think Brightside tries to It be. was set
1: up for music. Yeah. It was set up for that. Venue.
0: I think Brightside tries to be, and I think you know eventually Brightside might be, but they're so they're too new. You know, well, they're they're kind of a baby, in the and it's kind of hard to and, start right now. Yeah, that too. Um and, But Canal Street was just—I I really miss Canal Street and Mick. Yeah. And for for so many years, Mick was talking about how um, you know I remember for years he was like, "I'm going to sell the place. I'm going to sell the place," and then he would never sell the place, and we would all get nervous, and he would never sell it. And then you know. um you know he passed from cancer, I believe, and uh, and it was just yeah. I, I don't think music in Dayton has been the same.
1: Okay, so aside from the crossover episode you did with us, what was your <laughs> favorite episode?
2: Oh man, my favorites. See, man, <laughs> uh, that's because when you're talking favorites and you you're talking. 899 episodes a lot of episodes. we'll, we'll, we'll
1: give you 10 favorites how's that because <laughs> well, i'm the same your way top
2: five there's there's i mean there really is so many of them that i could choose from i i would say some of the most memorable ones are definitely Dayton pod fest that we did back in 2016 mm-hmm. um that episode being able to you know have this celebration of podcasting in the dayton area and have uh, where people came out live to, to witness it. That was pretty awesome. Uh, that, that episode was definitely, I, you know, I think we were at our peak at that time. I was mm-hmm. really, really excited about um, the future. And, you know, um, I would say uh, the Buffalo Killers, I mm. love that band. And they invited me down to uh, their uh, Howler Hills Farms, to record a podcast with them and just being able to sit there and chat with those guys was pretty awesome. I'd say the, I, we did an episode. I don't know if I recorded it for Jim city podcast or for tells from the hard side, cause that was the podcast I did before, but, uh, doing a podcast with Chad Wells. Um, and I think he was tattooing our previous, uh, Eric, the guy who started the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, he was tattooing him during that podcast. Um, I did one at Carillon Park where I walked around and interviewed people at a, a Maker maker Faire. Uh, that was pretty fun. Um, all the Dayton Sideshows where we would sit and set oh, up a yeah. board and, and just anybody could come up to the table and record with us. And Those were oftentimes pretty great conversations and Miami Valley Music Fest, but they're I mean, it really was so many different episodes where I got to sit down and, and chat with a bunch of people. I, I'd say one of the like latest ones uh, was Yellow Pain. He's a local rapper that is kind of, he broke through with uh, a song called My Boat Don't Count. And he actually got covered on a lot of news. And he like his videos get a lot of views when he's out. And, and his music has a lot of substance to it. Mm-hmm.
0: I think, so we talk about things like the Yellow Cab and Sideshow and, you know, Dayton, do you think that's going to come back? Do you think old school Dayton with Sideshow and live music and just the way things were even a year ago, do you think it's coming back?
2: Well, I look at Dayton and see all the trauma that Dayton has went through, all the Fact, you know, thousand factories that were in the Dayton area, and then a bunch of them left. You know, Dayton Dayton's population was a lot more than it is now. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so, part of me believes that yes, it will come back at some point. But you know, until people feel safe going out, Mm -hmm. and you know, people like live music was struggling to begin with to compete with netflix and hbo and streaming and people sitting at home on their phones and doordash and just not really having to go anywhere and still being comfortable at home and i, I think live music will draw people back in but i think it's going to be a long time before people feel safe about going out and being around crowds of people and it makes me sad to think that venues will go away but you know as as a lover of live music I, you know i'm i'm ready to go back and see shows but i'm not ready to go back to see shows
1: yeah. i i think we're we're living in this time right now and we keep saying that you know this is history that we're living in i mean mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of hard to accept because it's us and it, it's our normal day life right now but it's it's really a piece of history and so i i have to go back to the 1918 the the Spanish flu of 1918, people, life bounced back after that. Life bounced back after the Great Depression. Life bounced back after World War II. We're going to bounce back after this. And I just hope that down like in the Oregon and other places, we start to see more venues open up where we can have live music. And it's it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time, like you said. I'm just when waiting for Lucky's
0: to open back up. Man, I need oh, my Keener burgers. Like some
1: Cheeto, some, <laughs> oh, they, they got some awesome... Uh,
0: you like their chicken and waffles.
1: They, they got some awesome chicken and waffles, and so does... Uh, Which,
0: shout out to Stoney's, who's open again, thankfully. We love you every Saturday morning. Also, Terry, thank you for introducing us to Stoney's. You created an addiction. Way to limp, go, my friend. Limp,
1: biscuits, and gravy. It's awesome. <laughs> go to Stoney's, limp, biscuits, and gravy. It's a life-changing experience.
2: Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I, I, I worked with the owner, uh, Jesse, and I remember working with him at we both work at the Meyer distribution center. And it was it was not a very fun place to work. And, and he I, he would always tell me about this dream. And then when I actually went to have a breakfast there with my son, I, I was I was blown away by how good his food was. But just that they, that he turned this venue that was just this kind of it wasn't an eyesore but kind of um, and and turned it into this you know destination place place in the Dayton area and it was you know a local business that I definitely went out of my way to
1: uh, support yeah every
0: Saturday morning we try to get Stoney's except for right now which we're doing keto Stoney's definitely not keto friendly I
1: I would break (laughs) keto for some limp biscuits have you tried the limp biscuits and gravy yeah it's my favorite Terry was
0: the one Told us about yeah. gravy. and gravy and
1: and and the chicken and waffles oh, is gosh. awesome.
0: I miss Stoney's so. I'm much. hungry. We can't do it right now because of keto, but they are back open again. I think
1: I'll break keto um, for some and gravy. and
0: Lucky's. I those are my two things that I miss the most: Stonies and Lucky's. Um, I also kind of miss Kramer's Pizza, honestly, but that's coming back as <laughs> soon as we're done with keto. But but yeah, there's a, I don't know. I don't uh, know. COVID sucks.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna get through this. Sooner or later. We're we're gonna get through it.
0: It gives me hope that you are saying that you own the LLC and you own the rights to the Gem City name. That gives me hope because I think that um Dayton needs you. Dayton needs somebody <laughs> with your attitude and your love of the city. Um and and I it, really think if there's anybody you're established too. Yeah, I think if there's anybody that can can bring us back and and get us back on the right foot and give us a sense of hope. There goes Jack That's again. That's Jack again. Um, it's you. I think Oh, just-
2: I, I, I really appreciate that. I, I really do. And believe me, like, Momentum would have kept me going. I, I, I've been in a relationship. I've been married since 1996. I've been – I worked in the same job for two decades uh, at the job I was at for, seven years doing the podcast. Like, I am a dedicated – driven person and so when I get in a project especially if it's something I love and I care about I will I will take that thing until its very end and so I, I whatever is in store and I, I'm not sure if if it'll come back to that but I definitely feel like I want to do something like that I, I, want, I want to do something for Dayton I really love the local music scene and I would like to do something for that again but Who knows? Like I I feel like my own story and the story of my family has a lot of uh, weight and a lot of people could relate to. I feel like you
0: could be the next Fifth and Ludlow. Like you and your family (laughs) could be the next Fifth and Ludlow.
2: I I, I doubt it. Yeah, it definitely could be. And but it like it's it there's some tragedy. There's definitely some tragedy. And It's yeah, it's bad. But yeah, I, I, I don't know where we we're going to go. I I know we're going to come back in some way. I know Libby's planning on doing something Um, like both of us are the type of people that will definitely be back. And I, I, I already feel it. Like I've, I've had people ask me to be part of a podcast already
1: and I I'm just ready to take a break from it. And there goes Jack again. So what's up, Jack? (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? That's what you know, we're we're small time here. The dogs are barking and uh I'm going to go back real quick. I'm having the same problem at my work right now. I'm trying to get all my social media set up to want to because there's a password I need. And when I send off for it, it's going to a phone number that I have no idea where it's going to. And I'm, I'm trying to get everything set up so that one day when I do leave this position that I'm in now, that the next person, I can just hand this over and it's all going to be the same passwords and stuff like that. And it, it's just, I mean, social media is awesome, but it can be really complicated too. And I, your experience in that, I guess.
2: Yeah. That, that whole thing where you have to do the, you know, whoever sets it up, they have to have the email and phone number. And believe me, I appreciate that there's that sense of security because I wouldn't want somebody to come in and change my stuff. uh, But it it also makes it tough if you're trying to keep things running and then you get a person who maybe is a little bit off and they don't want to help you, even though they kind of passed the baton to you in 2015. They don't, they, I mean, it would just take a, a, you know, them going, Hey, yes, this is it. And then just, switch everything over to me. I'm happy to pay for it. And I'm happy to set it up in my name, but that's not to be right now.
1: <laughs> well, now Jim city podcast, you guys did that at, um, you didn't record like us. We record here in our house and we get everything at set DATV's up. Is yeah. You, you did everything at DATV and that was a free venue for you. Wasn't it? Well, yeah. So we, we've
2: recorded all over the area because of our, our stuff being mobile. Mm-hmm. A lot of our stuff, was recorded in various spaces, um, around town, but DATV was the last main space that we were using. Um, and it's a great spot. It, they, in fact, they just added cameras. They added another podcast room because it was so popular. Um, and I think it's $45 a year. Oh, wow. Go- yeah. So, so it's, uh, there, there's definitely a possibility I may go and do something there next time, with cameras uh because streaming is is the way to go but i hate looking at myself uh, on a a video i hate it
1: yeah well you're a good looking man terry i I mean you you should go ahead and do it
2: i feel i feel awkward about being on video
0: yeah because and i don't i don't know i don't understand watching people do a podcast like it's not that interesting sitting there watching people talk well I don't think. One, but then people watch talk shows, so I guess maybe it is.
1: One thing that we have noticed since the COVID and people started working from home and not as many people obviously were on the road, we've watched – and I keep saying we do this for fun. We don't make any money off of we do for fun. But I love keeping track of all the metrics and all that. That stuff fascinates me, and I love to keep track of all that stuff. And we have noticed since that happened back in February – the listens dropped off almost by 50%. And I think it's just because, I mean, what that tells me, people are listening to us as they're driving on the road, maybe going to work, maybe coming home on their commute or on a family trip or something like that.
0: Hopefully it's not. We just got real boring real fast and nobody listens to us anymore.
2: No, I, I would definitely say it's the commute. You know, a lot of people listen while they're working mm-hmm. Um at work. And if you're at home and you got other stuff going on, uh, you might have the TV streaming on instead of your headphones. Um, and it, yeah, it, it, definitely has, and you're not the only podcast I've heard that from. I, I think a lot of podcasts have taken hits, uh, e- even my podcast listening, I went from working in a job where I l- listened to eight, nine hours of podcasts a day to working in a job last May where I only listen to and from work, which is about a half an hour back and forth, and you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan's podcast still, and those can be three hours long, and sometimes he does does two and three in a week, and so it really makes it difficult for me to even try and keep up with with podcasts at this at, at this point, and so I definitely noticed um, I don't know like. I'm ready for a breather. I'm ready to step away and kind of get renewed. I already feel like I have all these thoughts going through my head about what I want to do. But um, if I I don't know what retirement would feel like, but it it kind of felt like that today when I came (laughs) because Tuesday night, this is Tuesday when we're recording Tuesday night is when I would be editing, the Wednesday podcast. And I was actually sitting there just enjoying time with my wife had no expectations besides this, uh, this time recording with you. And like, I was excited to do that, but just knowing I didn't have to like sit there and edit and, you know, so it's probably I was a little bittersweet though. It definitely, believe me, it's, it's bittersweet. I say a lot of this because I have to, because it, like I have no choice in the matter of, of the podcast being back up right now. So for me, it is bittersweet, but I have felt burnt out over the years. I have felt that there was times where it was like, all right, let's take a break. Until I gotten moments like this where it was like, oh, that, that was fun. That was exciting. And I think it's fun because I get to sit down and have conversations uh, with other uh, adults and other people who have like-minded interest where we're not all just talking about the weather. It's not just small <laughs> yeah. talk. It's it's fun. It's fun to have conversations with people.
0: Well, one of us is working 50 to 60 hours a week now and going to school. So if you ever feel like being a guest, Kim, then you are more than welcome to take my spot. I, uh,
1: look, I know exactly what you're saying because back in March, they, and I, I don't like to say where I work full-time and, uh, they, we, we had to go we had to go home. And so I worked a lot from home, but then I still had to go out and take care of business and do things, meet with people and do things like that. So I wasn't, you know, locked up at home the whole time. But Monday they wanted us back at the office full time and it was like I got up Monday morning the alarm went off. Like
0: No, but it's so I want to retire.
1: It's I, so I, funny. I don't want to go to work.
0: The um okay, tell the truth though. The week before, you had to go in for like one day, and it was, I don't know, I really kind of miss being in the office, and it took exactly one day for and him to come home and be like, mm, nope, I'm done. <laughs>
1: Until Monday morning, the alarm went off, I'm like, no, retirement would be really, really good right now, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. The, the, I i think the whole world, and i I made a post on Facebook back when all this... Oof. You know everything comes back to COVID right now. But you know what? It's a big part of our life. I made a post on Facebook when all this started is we don't know all the changes. We can't even imagine all the changes that are going to happen right now because of this. Businesses are going to redesign their entire models and you know right now let's just look at the schools going back oh, and Lord. trying to figure all that stuff out. It's a nightmare. Yeah, my son,
2: he is a senior at Northmont High School, and it's it's so difficult for us as parents because he has played football since he's been in first grade. Mm -hmm. And he plays for a Division I school, and he is a starting outside linebacker for a Division I school. And this is a kid who you don't have to tell him to set his alarm to go to football practice or two a days. There's no complaining from him. In fact, he loves it and cannot wait to go. And so as parents, it was really, really tough for us to, to, um, sit there and make the decision of whether we were going to let him play or not. Um, and we know the risk involved with, uh, with this, we, you know, we're, we're kind of like everybody else, hoping that we don't get it when we're out going grocery shopping and everything like that. But having him actively involved in sports and knowing that he's just going to practice, but then they're not doing uh, – they're not doing in school until October 21st. Holy which, cow. Yeah. All of that is weird to me that they're still doing football, but they're not doing in school. Yeah. But – Yeah. And like part of me from an outsider perspective is like, why would you even allow your kid to do that? But when he, he's going to be 18 in March and this is a kid who worked like worked to be a starting linebacker in a division one high school. And to take that away from him, I uh, like, I don't know. I, I I just couldn't do it. My wife and I, we couldn't do it.
0: Well, I honestly, I think that's, I, I think that you should be proud as a parent because this is not going to last forever. You know, COVID is not going to last forever. And when it's over, I think you totally made the right decision because when it's over, he's going to be playing college ball and you know, that's going to be his college career. It could get him a scholarship. It's not going to last forever, but football has been his entire life and it's going to continue to be his life for a long time to come much longer than what COVID is going to be around. So I, I think that was totally the right decision.
2: Yeah, that that's been tough we're actually going to Marion um, in the eastern Ohio to go visit, visit a college uh, this um, this upcoming Saturday so it's it's really it, it's um, like it's I I didn't expect that it would still be going you know when everything was going on in the spring and you're like expecting it you know everybody was thinking once the warm weather hits it would, it would kind of you know, go away. And I've had people say that once the election's over, it'll go away. Yeah, I don't don't
0: think that's how it works. But (laughs) yeah, and it's Um, been interesting from from my point of view. Um, I work for a massage studio and it's been really interesting. We've had a lot of people that had massages scheduled out in September that are now starting to cancel because they're afraid that things are going to get even worse with the flu season coming in. Which, I mean, I feel like that's kind of a valid point. So I'm curious to see whether the fall is going to be very similar to the spring in the kind of the, I don't want to call it a panic, but the, you know, the, the fear anxiety. and anxiety and nervousness about what's going to happen when you throw in a second illness on top of a global pandemic.
2: Well,
1: yeah. you know, with, with, with the flu, and again, this is me because okay, I, I still work for the government. And I'm required to take a flu shot every year. And then when I was in Iraq, I had to take all sorts of shots that Ugh. I don't even know what they gave me.
0: Super thick goop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, someone asked me the question the other day. said, if they come out with the vaccine, are you going to take it right away? And I, I had to pause for a second. I said, well, you know, I've taken a lot of vaccines that I didn't know what they were for. I mean, like, back in the day, we had to take plague shots and a plague you know sometimes it would be a series of three sometimes it'd be a series of five and then like one time the doc told me it doesn't matter because if you have to go overseas and deploy we're going to give you all the shots again anyway so i am never going to get the plague i'm positive of that because i've probably had 25 30 shots of plague vaccination but i don't know i mean if if it comes out and they offer you not the russian one they're talking <laughs> about let's just throw that one out the door right now but, but I'm sorry, we do have a couple people that listen from Russia. I'm sure
0: you're lovely people.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, that's great. But
0: <laughs> go get your vaccine. I
1: mean, are you going? If if they offer the vaccine, are you going to take it right away? Or are you going to wait? Or Are you just going to say nope? I'm not going to take it.
2: Well, they, I'm definitely uh, the of the mindset that I I, I kind of want to wait and see see what happens. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely. You know, I've always taken vaccines. I've never had a problem. And same with you. I, like, I I never questioned what was in them. It was just, you know, hey, you got to go get your shots. And that's that's just what we do as a society. We, you just take your kids to go get the shots. And, you know, it, a, a couple of years ago, it started becoming a divisive thing because uh, somehow it was possibly making kids autistic. In Which, w- what's wrong with kids being autistic? Thank like, you. You know, like, are are they lesser human beings because they're autistic? You know, I, I just have a serious problem with people using that as a reason not to get their kids vaccinated when we know vaccines do work. Um, it, I, in fact, I, I the, when I think about that even more, like I, I start thinking about that and it it really upsets me because like there's lots of people who are autistic and you you wouldn't even know.
0: And honestly, lots of people who are autistic, and we are lucky to have them in the world.
2: Absolutely.
0: They're the ones that are the real outside-the-box thinkers, that are the real creatives, that are the real the, the people that come up with things that, you know, people that think linearly are not, I don't know if that's a real word, but they they don't think of things the way that aut- it, autistic people's brains just work differently, and often to our great advantage. But. As far as the vaccine goes, I honestly don't know that any of us are really going to have much of a choice because I don't think that it's going to be available to the common man for quite some time. I think they're going to offer it to first-line responders, um, to people like our friend Dave, who is an infectious disease doctor, um, people who are kind of, for lack of a better term, in the line of fire and are the most high risk. And I don't know that you and I and the common man are going to
1: be... I'll disagree with that because I, I read an article... Okay, when I get my news, all the years in the army, Terry, I I I try to remain apolitical about stuff, and I try to get my news from facts. So Mm -hmm. I'll watch, I'll watch like MSNBC, and then I'll watch Fox, and then I'll go online and I'll research, and I'm not getting my research from like YouTube and places like that, but I'll go to like the Mayo Clinic, I'll go to CDC, I'll go to people who should be in the know to try to get my knowledge on all this stuff. And um, I, I you don't think know.
0: That, they, that You think that they're going to have enough vaccines for everybody?
1: Well, with, with what I read today, the United States government is already buying up millions of <laughs> vaccines ready to go because they're anticipating that they're going to pass all the trials. So they're yeah. already buying the vaccines up ready to go anticipating that it's going to, you know, the tests are going to be positive and they're going to go through. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just my take on things what, with what that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah. So we, we keep getting sidetracked. I we keep, know. We keep COVID going back to COVID. COVID seeps into everything. But, um, so, do you have the capability right now, if you want to do your own special podcast to put it out there, can you do that?
2: Um, No. So the website was what we used to upload everything. And uh, I, I checked out my Overcast app. I can still go on. I was still able to listen. And you can actually go to uh, archive.org, uh, the Wayback Machine. I think you can still go and Find those and, and download the episodes. But uh, right now, no, we don't have the capability to upload anything that would go to uh, our podcast feeds. And and I'll be honest, like I tried to get our podcast on Spotify because of the email situation, I wasn't able to get it on Spotify. Mm. So there's there's part of me that w- is, w- was glad it's over because there's a lot of other options out there as far as podcasting that um, we, we could move to that kind of, that's kind of what I'm planning for in in the future. Um, to, because I want to be on all platforms and I, I think there were easier ways to do it than than how we were doing it. And, um, you know, I definitely, yeah. Yeah. So not right now, besides like the Facebook page or doing a video and putting something out there. And I recorded a video explaining, um, but there was a lot of background noise, and I wasn't happy with it, so I didn't release it.
0: I think this ultimately is going to end up being a blessing in disguise. Are Is Dayton going to be sad to lose Gem City Podcast? Yes, of course, yeah. obviously. Duh. But at the same time, I think this is definitely a Phoenix from the Ashes kind of scenario where you and Libby and the rest of the crew kind of take a break. For a little bit, you know, like you said, until the end of the year, Um, get a refresher, spend some time with your families, and then come back with a renewed sense of what do we want to do? What is our real focus going to be? Where, you know, what, when you have complete creative control over the show and you can do how you want to do it and make what you want to do, I think there's nothing but greatness ahead
2: yeah and and for sure and i'll be honest i and after 2015 when uh eric kind of gave us the reins to the podcast we pretty much had creative control from that point on which is like i and i told libby i said you know the monday episodes are your episodes like you will not be censored put out whatever content you want it and it allowed her to uh, go on this creative journey of interviewing politicians like we had we had some of our podcasts used in a political ad uh, against because she would interview uh, politicians in the area and they used one of our ads and so that kind of got weird at, at a certain point um, but she, she really had in-depth conversations that um, I you know I don't think that she was at another news outlet that they would have allowed her to have the creative freedom. that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And and so we, we definitely were. And I added the Friday episode, which is still like you can still listen to. You can't make this up. Those guys are still going. And I added that because I felt like as a representation of the Dayton area, we should have some we should have different people than Libby and myself talking about the area. And but, but I think if if I was going to do it differently, I, I probably would do it different at this point. and I don't know, maybe do a combination of all those in in one episode, but I don't know. See, it, there's there's just so many options. But I think maybe you confuse people when you have three different types of episodes in in one week. I don't I, I really don't know. I don't I don't know well, and I think what, this what is to where think.
0: your reset is good for you. Because yeah, you can sure. you can take that time, you can, you can examine and you can look at, you know, what are what are our highest rated episodes? What do people like to listen to? What do they not like to listen to? Where can we go from here? How can we consolidate? Do we want to consolidate? How many episodes are we going to put out a month, a week, whatever? Uh, you have the luxury now of all of the time that you need.
2: Well, and and uh, Steve talked about his love of metrics and, and data, and I, too, enjoy that, and that's one of the more frustrating things about the podcast because we had limited stats, uh, and because we weren't able to get on things like Spotify, it really limited our uh, reach, and so we really didn't know how many people we were reaching um, per week, which is frustrating if you're trying to get any sort of sponsorship or you're trying to get any oh, sort yeah. of... Like if you don't have those metrics, people just, I mean, we tried to figure out the best way we could, but I know it wasn't a exact. It's just that.
0: Well, It's unfortunate. It sounds like um, someone somewhere made a very poor decision by letting you guys go. Um, and it's unfortunate. but to Dayton's benefit, I think, I think you guys are gonna come back. I think
1: you guys are gonna come back and
0: better than ever and with a renewed sense of purpose and a, and something really great for the for the area. And like I said, if if anybody can do it, it's you. Um, I just we we have always um, admired your heart and your and your love for the area. Um, and your dedication to really showcasing what makes Dayton great, um, and so we we really appreciate
1: you. And I'll just say this: I mean, we we talk about that, and Terry, you obviously know more. But from our standpoint, people make decisions, and we we don't always know everything that's going on and why people have to decide what they're going to do. But you know, it's 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 life, and it's it's going to move on, and you you're going to recover. And when I say recover, that's not yeah, the best yeah. choice of words. You're going to come back with something new and something different, something fresh, and it, it's going to be a part of Dayton. Yeah. It, it's going to be, it's going to be big. It's going to be a part of Dayton. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm absolutely confident of that.
0: Izzy Rock and Libby Balangie are always going to be a part of the fabric of
2: what makes Dayton great. And I
0: can't wait to see what you guys are going to come up with next.
1: Well, I
2: appreciate that. And I, I thank you very much. And I, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to it, but definitely, you know, and I say the rest of the year, but it's only a few months. It, it really is only a few months, and maybe, uh, you know, I want to start recording things and getting things in the can, um, but I've always had an idea of doing like a serial type or some sort of podcast where it is um, a little bit more in depth than just interview, uh, but I don't know if I have the the drive to do something like that. And I don't know if I have uh, the ability to get a group of people to do something like that, but that's something I have thought about too, doing some sort of story like that. Um, But who knows? These are just ideas, but we're definitely going to be
1: back. It's just who knows when. All right. So when we did our crossover episode with you, you asked us. You ask us a question, which was, "What does your childhood smell like?" Now I'm going to turn that around on you. We're running out of time here. We're about we're, our hours about up, but I'm going to ask you right now, "What does your future smell like?" Oh, my future smells
2: uh, like um, grass, and it smells like the outdoors because I'm going to play quite a bit of disc golf in the next few months. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm, I'm really going to take time and keep being outside, getting a bunch of vitamin D from the sun Very and nice. just being, you know, my, my son, we introduced, uh, I introduced diff, disc golf. My buddy's been trying to get me to play forever. And I just, am not the, just, it, was, it wasn't me. And because I'm horrible at throwing a disc, but <laughs> the way you don't. The only way you are, are not horrible is if you keep trying. And so uh, I, I, he finally got me out and there's a great place over in East Aden called Hazy Shade that has a bunch of discs. And there's a bunch of play courses in the area that are absolutely free to go play. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it really is a great community to, get, to go. But my 17-year-old, I, I took him to Fort Laramie uh, to play a couple weekends ago and him and his friend uh, that uh, lived down the street, they go, I'd say uh, four or five times a week now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he really took to it cause he loves to be outdoors. He loves to be um, going and being active. And so that was a nice transition to be able to get him to like
1: go throw discs.
0: Yeah. I would say grass is a great future smell. I like that one. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. There's a corn, We're- there's a cornfield behind us and you know, if you're not from Ohio or Iowa or the Midwest, corn <laughs> has a very distinctive smell. It does, yes. And uh, it, it's a sweet, I love that smell. I like yeah. going out in our backyard and just sniffing corn. All right. So, look, we're coming up on the hour right now. And, um, you know, you know we, we call it the call to action. If someone wanted to get hold of you, if they have the, the the world's greatest idea and say, hey, we need to talk to this guy because we have this plan, how would they get hold of you? Uh, You would
2: follow me on social media at
1: the T-H-E, the Izzy
2: Rock. And um, so I'm on Twitter and on on Instagram, even though I barely ever post on Twitter or check it out. And um, Instagram I'm getting a little bit better with. But if you want to find me on um, Facebook, which is where I kind of am most of the time, it's uh, Terry Izzy Rock Martin. And, um, and, and, you know, that's – I think when I do start doing another podcast, it probably will be using my actual name instead of Izzy Rock at at that time, just because like there's no reason for me to hide uh, my my name. That was the idea when I first started doing uh, Tells from the Hard Side. I was using a like I didn't even use my real name forever, and then finally it was like I don't care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Shows you're a grown up now. Coming into your own.
2: (laughs) <laughs> but but thank you so much. I I appreciate you all so much. Like the these kind of thing doing podcast with people is gonna uh like the jonesing I get from wanting to do a podcast like that'll fit the need. And i there's a few other podcasts in the area I'm do, going to do podcasts with. And I love that there's a podcast scene in the Dayton area. I mm-hmm. wish I had time to keep up on who all's doing podcasts anymore like I used to. Um, and maybe one day we'll do another podcast convention or podcast get together. Uh, definitely don't feel like that's the right time now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. But maybe 2021, 2022, who yeah. you knows? We'll, we'll figure something out.
0: We absolutely love when you come on the show. If and we you, are so grateful that you were able to spend an hour with us.
1: If you ever feel the need to talk, you know how to get hold of us.
0: Yeah, right.
1: If there's just Thank something that's burning that. you need to talk about, yeah, absolutely. get hold of us. Because yeah, I mean, we like going back and talking to guests we've had on before, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks. Well, we, we need-
0: chat on a couple times, yeah, and Chad. Chad Wells, and we've had Terry now, and we've had I don't know if we've yeah. had Brandon only on once, but yeah. yeah, we've had a couple, couple repeats.
1: All right, so we're we're running up on an hour. So Terry Izzy Rock Martin, thank you for being on the show. It, it's been a pleasure, and again, you're welcome anytime you want to talk. Just get hold of us, and we'll we'll make an hour. You absolutely, absolutely. So, Kim, how do they get hold of us?
0: You can find us on all of the same things um, Instagram, it is an hour of your life, Facebook, an hour of your life, um, Gmail is a lost hour at gmail.com, and on the Twitter with our three followers, we have a lost hour. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: Twitter, yeah. yeah,
0: Twitter's Twitter's I don't know, Twitter's yeah. for cooler people than us, but
1: <laughs> all right. So, from our studios in Sugar. Sugar Creek Township, Ohio.
0: (laughs) Thanks for spending an hour of your life with us.
1: Any opinion expressed by a guest on An Hour of Your Life are exactly that, an opinion of the guest, and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of An Hour of Your Life, LLC.